In the holy name of Jesus, amen. One of the really great names in all of Scripture is Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Barnabas was a positive, comforting, refreshing, and encouraging figure in the early church. We meet him for the first time in Acts chapter 4, where he has just sold some land and come and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet for whatever they want to do. I can tell you there's nothing more encouraging for a pastor than when somebody comes and lays a big pile of money at your feet and says, do whatever you want to do. We meet Barnabas over and over again in Acts. Once we see him taking money to buy food when the saints in Jerusalem are suffering from a famine. He is the one who stands up and sponsors Saul the murderer when he has become St. Paul and he wants to enter the church. Later he goes with St. Paul on a missionary journey and after that he becomes one of the most honored men among the first century Christians. He was known for his faith and his kindness and his welcoming heart. He was known as an encourager. That was Barnabas. And it is also Jesus in the gospel appointed for this day. Encouragement is what Jesus wants from all of us. That we would be encouragers and not discouragers. Encouragement is how we build relationships, how we build community, how we build love, and how we build the church, and Jesus knows that. This is just what Christians do, and this is what we in the church are meant for. In the gospel appointed for this morning, the disciples are not there yet. Verse 38, Lord, we saw a man casting out demons in your name, and he wasn't one of us, so we told him to stop. We tried to discourage him. But Jesus said, don't discourage him. Let him go. Anybody who does anything in my name isn't against us. He's for us. And anybody who does anything like that in my name today can't turn around and deny me tomorrow. After all, my whole project is about encouragement. It's about mercy. It's about love. It's about service. It's about healing. It's about the forgiveness of sins. It's about drawing people and encourage them, encouraging them into the kingdom of God. So don't discourage, says Jesus. Encourage. Today, it's rare for most of us to brush up against anybody who's casting out demons or, frankly, anybody who is the victim of a demon. Perhaps the closest we get is to those who have the gift of healing. I know that that makes us a bit nervous, and I understand why, because there's so many people in this world who claim to have the gift of healing and are just trying to make a buck off the name of Jesus. But I will say to you that over the course of my life, I have known a few people who have had the gift of healing, and I also have known some who have been healed. When we were in England, in Cambridge, I learned there was a good Lutheran doctor in Wales, a very quiet, reserved man, who occasionally, as he was examining his patients, 
had the sense that he might be able to do something more. And there were times when he put hands on people and prayed over them, and they were healed. Even since I've come to Wheaton, I've bumped into a reliable person or two who have been on the other end of this experience. Lately, I met a man who had suffered for a very long time with an illness, and some friends knew of a woman who was traveling through Chicago, a very righteous woman who was said to have the gift of healing. He was very skeptical, but his friends took him to this woman, and they talked, and she touched him, and she prayed, and he was better. You hear about this also in the epistle appointed for today from St. James, where he says, when you're sick, you gather up your pastor and you anoint and you pray because the prayer of a righteous person avails much. It has a great deal of influence. Now, you should know that in the Scripture, such healings have some very strong characteristics. They are always immediate. They are always complete. They are always public, and they are always in the name of Jesus. They are always immediate, public, complete, and in the name of Jesus. And if they're not, then you've got a fraud on your hands. Now, you should know that the most important thing in an exorcism or a healing is not the healing or the exorcism, but that the goodness that is there points to Jesus Christ himself. It's done in the name of Jesus so that Jesus Christ receives that glory. Whenever a miracle is done in the name of Jesus, it points back to Jesus himself. And that, you see, is what, in, what is happening in the gospel for today. The demons are cast out, and it is a huge witness. It is this great encouragement to those who have heard about Jesus Christ. And this, you see, is how the church then grows, by this encouragement in whatever form it takes, be it mercy or love or even, says Jesus, a cup of cold water given to someone whom you might not even know. In the end, Jesus knows that this kind of encouragement, this kind of mercy and love will strengthen and build his church, and so he does not discourage it, he encourages it. In fact, in the rest of the passage, as you've heard, Jesus is very hard on people who would discourage a child, a young person, or a person who is young in the faith. For those people, there is a special punishment that is reserved, those who would turn someone against their pastor or their church or Christ. Jesus says better for them to have a millstone around their neck and to be pushed into the depths of the sea. And all of his listeners would have known that that was the Roman punishment for a rebel. Discouragers, says Jesus, discouragers get destroyed. And encouragers, says Jesus, are blessed as they build the kingdom of God. So it always comes around then to you and me how we can be more like Barnabas and less like the rebels. More order, more light, more joy, more mercy, more gift, more love, more healing, more blessing, 
and less darkness, less chaos, less hurt, less of what is demonic and broken and evil. How can we be more encouraging and less discouraging? In a word, in this text, in a word, the answer is salt. This is one of Jesus' more cryptic references, I suppose. First, that everybody will be salted with fire. That, in fact, is true. Uh, you'll either, either be salted with the fire of Pentecost or the fire of hell. Everybody gets salted with fire. But then he sort of skips on and says, as he does in the Sermon in the Mount, you are the salt of the earth. It's a common way that Jesus spoke about all of you. You are the salt of the earth. One thing you should know about salt is that it encourages. It encourages savor and joy and beauty and even health. Frankly, no matter what your cardiologist may have told you, you do need a bit of salt to live. And if you are salt, you should remember a couple of things about yourself. It's not about you. Salt goes where it's put and does what it has been given to do. Somebody else gathers you. Somebody else cleans you up. Somebody else sprinkles you out. And the good that you do is for somebody else. Salt brings light and life and savor and beauty and joy to others. And then, of course, as you know, in the course of its work, salt dissolves. Salt always gives itself for the cause. Salt disappears for the joy of others. Salt disappears in the act of giving mercy. Not unlike how Jesus started when he said, you know, it's not about you or somebody else. It's about the name of Jesus. It's never about the salt. It's always about the gift. It's always about the encouragement. It's always about the blessing. And that's what you and I were meant for. That is just what Christians do. We salt the world with mercy and light and peace and love and joy. We are that encouragement. You come this morning, and some days your life may only seem like a little thing. But in the hands of Jesus, your life is tremendously, tremendously important. In Jesus' hands, your life can make a very big difference. Like Barnabas, it can be a great encouragement to his church and especially to his little ones, to the children who fill this place this morning and also to those who are young in faith. It's the sort of thing that pleases Christ and makes the angels sing. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.